Ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome our newest member to the 75 Hard Club Challenge, Landon Archangelo. Finished it before me. What a beast. So proud of you, man. Well, hey, Seven, day 75. Yeah, don't, don't count me out. Don't count me in yet. I have to finish the day. Yeah, you better you better get that progress picture in. That's the that's the kicker right there. It gets me every time. I was in Baltimore on Tuesday and finished our we finished our event at like eleven o'clock at night. I'm driving home and I'm like I look at the app on my phone and I'm like, Oh shit, I didn't I didn't take the progress picture. So I pulled off to the side of the road, found a Royal Farms and ran into the bathroom and took my picture. <laughs> No way. The psychopath. Yo, these are stories that Andy Frisella needs to see. Like there's, you know, the grape story a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, that that that's some funny shit. Any other like uh unique situations that that came up? I don't know. Everyone's probably sick of hearing me talk about them, but there's definitely Yeah, but been, we we got to the end, man. We got to Yeah, yeah, man. It's been it has been crazy like because these tasks are so easy to do in the pocket of like, oh, like if you just did it one day, it's easy. But to do it 75 days in a row, making it a priority throughout everything else going on, like he recommends not to change your social lifestyle. He recommends not to change one aspect of it besides just following a diet, not drinking alcohol, the two workouts, like just following those those six to seven tasks is easy to do one day, two day, three days. But then when you pour into the weekends, then you pour into weeks and months, it starts to become one, it becomes a way of life, but two, you have to really plan your day around it and make it a priority. And I've already kind of said all that, but doing it for 75 days straight is really what I think the the game changer is because you build this mental toughness and discipline. And I think discipline is probably the biggest thing. Just just making making it a non-negotiable. The real question is, are you drinking alcohol tomorrow? I am, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, are you going back to uh to, to being the casual whiskey drinker? Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I was saying this to you, you, I think, offline, but when I was in college, I had like a regiment. I had a, a lot more structure. Um, when I was playing football, very for very obvious reasons, working out all the time, practice, meetings, like, you know, Monday through Friday, I was locked into school and football. Once football ended uh, and I was coaching my fifth year, I, I still was pretty structured. I, you know, up until Thursday, I would be working out in the mornings and going to class and study. And I was also working a lot. Um, but you know, Thursday evening into Fridays, I would, you know, go out and have a good time, whatever with the buddies, uh, Saturday nights as well. Sundays would be kind of like a, a recalibration day. Fast forward to COVID fast forward to being done school officially moving off campus and everything and actually being into the real world. COVID hit, I'm locked in my house. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on with work. I had a lot of stuff going on with exams and, and testing outside of school for licensing in, in our industry. And really at that point, I started finding my spare time was just drinking and hanging out and, and just kind of bullshitting myself and just, you know, lying to myself a lot of times too. Like, oh, you know, I'm okay. I'm still working out a couple of times a week, but I, it wasn't a priority. So this whole thing has been a, a huge like recalibration for my whole system because I, I got way off track. Um, and I think this has kind of helped reset me, recalibrate me. So it's like, I mean, I, at the same time, I see the value, I see the value of, you know, Monday through Friday being very diligent to what's going to be better for me as far as health goes and, and mental toughness goes and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to still enjoy my whiskey, still crack a beer every now and then I am going to do live hard. So the, the, this is the tip of the iceberg or this, this is just the very beginning of a lot more to come so what's uh what's live hard give us a little insight on that yeah just just quickly so you can take a break after 75 hard for as long as you want 
as long as you finish live hard by the end of the calendar year of when you started 75 hard. So I have all year to get after live hard. So basically what that is, you, you can start, it's called phase one is the first phase that you start after 75 hard. Um, you can start that whenever you want. Uh, but, but as long, as long as it's within the constraints, there's three phases after 75 hard phase one is everything you did in 75 hard. So the two workouts a day, the, the diet, the no alcohol or cheat meals, the progress picture, the 10 pages of reading, and then it adds three factors to it. So, uh, uh, correct me if I'm missing something or if you already know these, but I think it's an eight power, an eight point power list. So a list of eight tasks you need to accomplish that day. And if you don't, you fail that day. Right. Um, the second one is a five-minute cold shower. And the third extra task is 10 minutes of visualization of your future and your success. And uh, all of that requires a timer, and it requires you to legitimately track this stuff, uh, just like you did for 75 Hard. So a um, little bit extra, but it's only 30 days. So whenever you start it, you have 30 days. After that's over, phase one's done. You have to take a 30-day break. You, you, that's part of the plan. You have to take a 30 day break window. Uh, that's designed to, you know, take you off track, take, you know, get you, throw you off a little bit at day 30 of, of when you finished phase one, you start phase two and then the, he adds more tasks to it. And I think, you know, I, I may be missing one or something, but one of them is like meet a stranger and have a random conversation with somebody new every day. Uh, yep, I heard that. You know, and, and I think, Oh, uh, one, one act of random kindness. So I think he adds two more. I, there may be a third. I'm not sure, but essentially phase two and three are identical. Yeah. Uh, phase just, three, just like ha- small habits yeah, trying to compound yeah. a little bit. And phase three, you have to start that uh, within 30 days of the anniversary date of when you started 75 hard, which turns into a whole year program. So um, my plan is to take some time off, see how I feel uh, a couple weeks from now, maybe a month or so from now. I have some trips with work where I just kind of want to have some freedom. I'm still going to take care of my body, still planning on doing all that. So I, I'd recommend this to anyone, man. I, I really have learned a lot about myself. I've learned so much about uh, just beyond just the, the what's on the paper of what we talked about, right? Like people that talk about, oh, I'm not, I can't lose weight or I can't do this or I can't do that. Um, the diet I follow was so, was so easy. I was able to eat pretty much what I wanted within an eight hour window. If you work out twice a day for 45 minutes and eat what the hell you want within a window of time, you're going to lose weight. Like I, I've always had a very low body fat percentage. I've never been, didn't even try to lose weight during this program. I lost 24 pounds during this program. 24 pounds. Holy shit. I went from 202 pounds down to 170, 178, 176. Wow. Somewhere in that range. And I didn't even try to do that. And half the time I was, I was walking as my second workout outside. So it's not like I was doing this crazy ass, you know, CrossFit thing. You know what I mean? It was, I was legitimately just, just, putting the, putting less calories in my body, drinking a lot of water. And, uh, you know, I don't know, a little bit of a 75 days too. people, people get mad because after a week they don't drop the scale 10 pounds. It's so so funny. And and, and it's unfortunate because the media and, you know, all these advertising companies and all these big businesses, they push that to make it feel like there is that magic pill, but all it is, is consistency. It really is, dude. It's so it's, it's consistency at its finest. It's not, it's not doing something for 10 days and, and then weighing yourself and, and being like, Oh, what the fuck? I didn't get what I wanted. It's it's doing it for multiple months on end. That's where the results come. It doesn't it doesn't just slap you in the face after five days of hard work. You know what I mean? That's that's what the difference is. And it it just comes down to priorities. Like this forces you to make these tasks a priority. Exactly. It's a proven system to know where you're headed. 
You don't even have to worry about where you've been or where you're at right now because you know for a fact that it's going to happen. Whatever you want to happen, if you stick to the plan, it's going to happen. And that's anything in life. And don't ever get mad, uh, not mad, but like, uh, you know, shy away from talking about this. I have four specific people that I know that reached out to me that started 75 Hard because of us talking about it on this podcast. So it's definitely brought value to people. And I implore everyone to try it. I'm going to probably, when you hop back on Live Hard, I'll probably hop on 75 Hard as well. You know, definitely going to finish it. As, I, I live by the the principles pretty much every day. But, and, and it's funny because I didn't want to do it because I knew I was going to Miami like last month and I knew I was going to drink a little bit, but I drank one time and five days in Miami. So it was like, I should have just fucking stayed on 75 hard. But dude, one thing yeah, I would hey, say, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. But anyone listening to this, if you're going to do 75 hard, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. And Tony, this will be a challenge for you, but I'm going to challenge you to do it this way. When you do 75 hard, don't post on social one time about it until you finish it. So do it for no one else but yourself. Don't share it with anybody. Don't post a bunch of shit about it. Just do it for you. Because I've seen 30 people do this stuff. They get through 10, 15 days. They're posting the story every day. And then the stories just stop. And they justify why they stopped. I would would challenge everybody on here. It's been so cool for me because I only my very close friends have known about this. And I talk about it on the podcast, but I've only told a very, very small amount of people about it. That just held me accountable. But sharing it out to the public, for me, it was like, I'm not going to share about this like with the public on like a social trend until I've actually done it. And even then, I may not even do it because I'm literally only doing this for myself. And that's I like that. That's like that's that's, that's 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 a challenge I would throw at everybody. And I know Andy probably wouldn't like that that I'm throwing something out there, but that's been cool for me. Like I've just been under the radar with it for the most part, um, with exception of this podcast. But just kind of I've just really tried to do it, you know, under the radar on my own in my own sandbox and just grinding doing it. And like it's been cool. It's been but uh, but on the other end of the spectrum, if you are going to do it, make sure you find somebody, whether a friend or you can hit us up to keep you accountable. Yep. It definitely, you know, it definitely is a very big factor to have someone that'll uh, be an accountability partner for you during it because it's going to get hard. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not fucking easy. It's called 75 hard. It's not 75 easy. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying not, not to talk about it. I'm not saying don't, don't share it with people because everyone that talks to me consistently knows I probably brought it up to them. They would ask me how it was going and I would, I would tell them, right. I would, I'd bring it up. I was just saying, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure you're not doing it just to brag about it. Make sure you're not doing it just to, because you know, it's a trend, right? Like make sure you're doing this because you want to make long lasting, sustaining changes in your fucking life. Like that's, that's what it was for me, dude. Like I, I'm, I've been, I had a very like unpredictable social life, drinking too much off and on. It was impacting my work life. It was impacting my relationships. It was just creating a lot of toxicity. So cutting that out has given me a little bit of a balance. And I appreciate you being the person you are because it's also kept me in check to make sure that I'm looking into myself and talking to myself saying, am I doing this for the right reasons? Because I do post a lot. And I do post because I I genuinely want to bring value. So I genuinely don't give a shit if people think that I'm just trying to post for clout because I'm not. Mm. Uh, because there there are good response rates. I am motivating people. People are responding back to me saying thank you for this content. So that's why I post. But it is nice to keep on checking in and realizing, am I doing this for myself or am I doing this for other people? If you are doing it for yourself, at the same time, that is doing it for other people because now you are becoming the person you want to be and other people are starting to realize that. And 
it makes me think, man, because I know we talk about it a lot offline, like how far we've come, man. It, it's funny, man. We've, we've come a long way, you know, being, uh, being little mischievous, scandalous kids when we were younger, meeting in high school, always good kids, you know, never doing anything to try and like intentionally harm anyone. But, uh, you know, we never really cared about consequences as much because, you know, we were good at sports. We didn't really have to work much harder to, to be good at sports, but, you know, we did still work hard. But to come to come and use all that stuff for good now and to realize that we've honed it in and created these great habits and we're getting after it, we're truly making it fucking happen. It, it gets me excited. Dude, talk about like, and I, I wouldn't put myself in this category of shit talkers by any means. It's just a matter of like my personality and just kind of how I handle things up to this point. But you've got, you've gotten a lot of kickback from people. A lot of people like honestly shit talking you for how you post stuff or how you you know share things and talk about things like what oh yeah what do you have to say to those people if you if this is the right setting i mean i'm kind of putting you on the spot but like it's okay but like okay. I, but like the way i would like if i were in your shoes the way i would think of it, it would be like all right you don't have to fucking follow me you don't have to check out my content you don't have to follow my journey you can literally just stop listening to my shit and spend your time in other places like focus on you and yeah. i'll focus on me well i i guess the, the first words that i would say for anyone that uh, has any pushback and wants to talk shit is I'm sorry for you. Um, you know, I'm praying for you. I hope you're doing well, uh, mentally, physically, spiritually. If you need me, I'm here. Um, but you know, maybe use your energy elsewhere. A lot of people make fun of me because you know, I, I don't really care making fun or, you know, joking around or shitting on it, hating on it because people know me from, high school or whatever. And, you know, I did flip a page pretty wildly. And I, you know, I genuinely believe that the people who know me genuinely know that I'm, I've changed a lot. And, you know, a lot of people do like, Oh, consistency wins, consistency wins. Like I got that fucking shit on my forearm, man. I That's fucking crazy. live by that shit. I remind myself every day that I live by that shit and I'm not embarrassed at it by all uh, at all. And so I, it's come to the point where I'm so secure with myself that I don't care if anyone else is talking about it. If other people are talking at me about me, that means I'm doing something right, in my opinion. As long as I know that I'm doing something right and other people are talking about it, that means I've done a good enough job to put myself and my brand identity out there where I'm ecstatic about it, to be honest. So, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, try and tell me that I'm not genuine or, you know, try and shit on me. I feel bad for you. You know, if, if you have the time to, you know, write a tweet or, you know, say something to someone and you took that energy out of your day, out of your personal space to let out that breath of air of bad about somebody that's trying to do good for the world, then you got to really take a deep look in, in my opinion. We were talking about this yesterday. We had we had a really good guest on our podcast that we that's pre-recorded. And um, we were just talking about relationships with people and, and how as business owners or entrepreneurs, people can sometimes get really turned off by you talking shop or talking business or just extending a hand sometimes to people and a point that I wanted to make sure we chatted about people get weird and bent out of shape sometimes about these business conversations or whatnot. But if you really think about it at the end of the day, the whole reason of interacting with other human beings is, is because they're providing some type of value to you. They're providing, there's some type of exchange of, of value and they're, they're giving some type of uh, something that you're, so that you're, that you, that you need from them. It's just, supply and demand of uh, from different mm-hmm. from different facets like your parents are going to you, you know that relationship what you're getting out of it is they're raising you they're nurturing you they're helping you get on your feet all these things 
and it goes with with romantic relationships goes with like you know our relationship as you know the podcast and professionally things like that like the reason why i spend time with you is because you're providing value in my life even if it's just your buddies having a beer right just to be a to be a soundboard listening to you maybe they maybe they listen to your problems or you listen to their problems and you guys exchange ideas whatever that is like it's all value exchange that's a great point man and and i i did something during covid that was huge for me it was a massive game changer. And if you feel like you're stuck a little bit, I'm addressing our, our guests or you, anybody right now. If you feel like you're stuck and you don't know exactly what to do and you know, you're know you not happy with the people that you're consistently surrounding yourself with and you feel like you're just on this, this hamster wheel nonstop, take a deep look. I did it on you know Instagram and in my contacts list. I took a deep look and I saw all the people that I follow and I just went through it all. And I said, does this person or account bring value to my life. And I unfollowed over a thousand people, you know, people that I know genuinely didn't really care about me. I wasn't really excited about what they were posting. And I basically created my own algorithm on social media to where I'm only seeing the things that bring value to me. So now I'm not even bringing in this negative shit. So when people are like, oh, social media, it's so toxic and all this shit, maybe it's toxic for you because you did not figure your shit out, you know? So, and, and it's okay. Like it, th- this is an extreme method, but it's definitely an effective method. Really start understanding who you're surrounding yourself with and bring the word value. The word value is so big in everything, in business, life, connection, anything. Is this person or thing bringing value into my life? And ask that question with everything. Do a full audit of yourself for, for a week or two, and you'll start to cut out a lot of the, the, the fat, the trim a lot of the fat in your life. I think growing up too with Instagram specifically, like high school in high school for us, Instagram was was the place to be. Facebook was for the old heads. Instagram was this place where if you didn't follow somebody back, it was like a, a backhanded slap to the face. Yep. Right. Like or even if you if, didn't like their picture back. Yeah, and, yeah. Like even yeah, like I remember being in high school, like, oh, that individual, I used to know certain people that would always like my pictures versus people that didn't that followed me. Mm-hmm. Right. It, Thinking back about that, how fucking childish that was, right? Like yeah. back fast, you know, what's Instagram been around for over 10 years now or probably Dude, if, approaching. If people hit me with that. If people hit me with that now, it's an easy way to realize that, that that's not the type of person I want in my life. And I'm not going to waste my energy on this stupid, negative, childish bullshit of you didn't like my picture back. Like I didn't, maybe I didn't even see it. You know, and even yeah. if I did, what do you, what do you care if I liked it or not? Instagram tried to take away the likes for like a week and it, that shit just didn't work. Did they People really? People were like going nuts, man. Yeah. They took away the, the number of likes you can see. Oh shit. It's creating a, it, it, that's the real pandemic, man, is people focused on that stuff instead of going out and interacting. Remember when we used to go out, ride bikes and hang, hang out, go play wiffle ball with your friends. I know it's a, an ever ch- evolving, changing <laughs> world. And I'm going to be like, oh, we're so every old, old head, and stuff every like old that. Head yeah. Says that. Yeah, yeah. I know, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's true though. It's like, where is this connection point coming from? And it brings me to always think that every single interaction that, that you have is a networking opportunity, yeah. whether you want it for business, whether you want it to just bring value to your life, treat it like an opportunity because you never know when the, the person you're standing next to can change your life. Yeah. That's the thing is, is I don't think social's bad. I don't think any of these platforms are bad if you use them the right way. Like they're all, they all can be used as, as tools and that tool could be different for everybody. Like for me, I'm not actively posting a lot, but I do use it to repost for the podcast. I see your stuff. I see, like you said, people that are bringing value to my life. Um, but it also could be very, very toxic, right? Like there's people that are listening to this. I guarantee you I've been in this boat before. Like I've gone through these, these phases where 
they're on Instagram scrolling for an hour to two hours a day, or they're on mm-hmm. TikTok scrolling for an hour to two hours a day. And that, that's really sucking up a lot of your time. And I would argue that, and this is a presumptuous statement for everybody listening, but I'd argue that that's not a productive use of your time. Guaranteed. If you're not making money from it, if you're not making connections from it, it's a guaranteed waste of your time. And it's okay because we all have gotten sucked into that trap. So don't think right. that you're 100%. you know, some some loser. It, it, it happens. That's what it, the algorithm's meant for that. They literally check in how much times you do it and then they'll send you a notification to pop back into the to the app. I had to turn off my notifications. It was driving me crazy because I I already have like a problem focusing and staying locked in on a task for long periods of time. I had to I had to literally turn my notifications off, which it's actually kind of been, it's been had some negative kickback, but it's had more positive than negative for me personally, just because I just haven't been able to have a balance with that as a, from a tool, like using it as a tool. If I'm saying, if I'm preaching, if I'm, you know, actually going against what I'm preaching and doing it, I've, I haven't had a good balance. So I had to just shut my shit off like altogether. Yeah. Well, I had to delete Twitter. That was, that was where my head trash was. Cause I was following a lot of political stuff. <laughs> Not a good place to be. Not a good rabbit hole to be down, especially in a climate, in a political climate like we were Bro, in. Bro, the last four months you, you've been like, what's that guy's name? Rush Limbaugh or some shit. You, you, you were like a Rush uh, Limbaugh, Alex Jones. Yeah. You're, you were like Alex Jones on. Jr. You're like Alex Jones Jr. The last yeah. like four months. You're, Hey, I, I don't care. You know, you guys could judge me. Probably shouldn't even be saying it on, spot, on the podcast, but Alex Jones, I fuck with Alex Jones because if you're trying to, if they're, if you're being censored on every platform, if you're taken off of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everything, just for, you know, reporting news, you're doing something right. In my yeah. opinion, you yeah. know, you're speaking the truth. Usually the people that are the most censored are the ones speaking the truth. You never know. I, and there's something to say about him. Like he's got some, you got to admit, he's got some fucking outlandish ideas with like the guy's wild. Yeah. He's wild. Like th- th- I, I would say there at least half of what he says is probably bullshit. But there's got to be some truth in his story. I mean, he speaks with so much conviction and he has connections with people that are way, you know, above my head. But one thing I say about there's a quote I have sitting on my desk. I'm looking at it says the most certain person always influences the less certain person. And his level of influence is through the roof. You listen to this guy talk. I mean, he believes what he says. Like he truly, truly, truly believes what he says. And, And there's definitely some truth in it. But some of the shit he says, like if you go listen to the Rogan podcast with him, some of the shit he says is just like. Rogan's like, dude, yeah, what? But, <laughs> dude, on the on the new Rogan podcast that they just had, they, they, they had a recent one. Right. Every single thing that he said that sounded outlandish, they stopped for like five minutes and they fact checked it. And every single thing he said was correct. Dude, um, I don't you know. He it. said he was, he said the, the water's turning the frogs gay. And that sounds wild. That sounds wild. It's turning the frogs into a different gender, which is so crazy to even think. Um, you know, look that up. It's, it's, it's weird. But, you know, I, the way I think about it is, if you have so much data running through your head and you know that two plus two equals four mm-hmm. and someone consistently tries to tell you two plus two equals five and just keeps on shoving it down your throat, it's classic 1984. Definitely recommend you read that by George Orwell. They, they try and jam two plus two equals five down your throat until you genuinely believe it. You go nuts. And then they lead you to believe that you're nuts and believe you're a conspiracy theorist. So while I'm not defending the way sometimes Alex Jones goes about it, I am defending the truth. In, in its entirety, I think the truth is all that matters. But uh, I digress. Let's Dude, get yeah. off the, the, the yeah, topic the, of politics. No, yeah, the truth, it's just the last part is like, we don't really know what the truth, I don't know what the truth is nowadays because I don't know who to believe. I could, like, it's just like every, every, yeah. you know, news outlet. The truth I, is different based on which which content you listen to. Yeah, that's crazy. it. And that's why you got to be really picky choosy to content uh, of which content you listen to. That's why I hopped off Twitter because I, I don't want to listen to shit. 
I just want to, I just want to focus on myself yeah, right now and yeah. you know where I'm headed. Yeah. Anyways, I, uh, I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. What is the thing that fires you up the most in life? This is the Ben Newman burn. This is what, what the burn yeah, is. What, what gets you going, man? Um, what, uh, what 30 year old me where I'm sitting in, at age 30, right? So every day, um, I have this goal that my first million dollars will be by the age of 30. Uh, obviously a lot of things will happen in my life that result in that million dollars, so to speak. So a little bit of a think and grow rich mentality where I actually put a number on paper and I look at it every day. Um, but what gets, what, what fires me up every day is, is literally the idea of my 30 year old self looking back on myself today. Right. Um, if I don't want to do something or I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that right now. Or I feel a lot of anxiety around a task or whether it's making a, making a phone call or, you know, reaching out to someone or a new meeting or maybe someone that met with us and didn't want to work with us. Right. Like all those things. Um, I think that in our world specifically, it's so easy to gravitate towards what's easy. We were talking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. What I root back to and what fires me up the most is is really that person at age 30. Like I'm working right now and I'm doing this podcast even for myself at age 30. Not for how I feel right now, not for how I feel tomorrow or yesterday because I made a commitment and the commitment's more important than how I feel right in this moment. The commitment I made is a million dollars by age 30 and my goal is to knock that shit out of the park. So that's kind of, yeah, so. Interesting, I like that. I have a... You know, similar. I think when I wrote down my number and think of grow rich, it was a lot higher at the, the, uh, than, than <laughs> hey, the million dollar mark. I might have to revalue. To e- that, hey, but. to each his own, brother. Hit me with yours. Yeah, yeah, I know you got yours. I know you got yours loaded up. You're just ready to go. Um, no. Uh, so, so, in terms of that number, I think it was like ten mil by the age of thirty five. Um, and I and I thoroughly explained on the letter how I was going to go about that. But what fires me up the most in life is just seeing people say they're going to do something or me myself say they're going to do something and going out and fucking crushing it. Delivering. Seeing a goal be obtained, seeing an underdog win, um, you know, even in movies and stuff, that's like what gets me so emotional. I'm not a huge crier, but like when I see that, even like the littlest of things, somebody overcoming something and somebody, you know, being in the face of adversity and just saying, fuck you and going just right through it. That's, that's what gets me pumped up. It makes me cry. It gives me chills. Because uh, at the end of the day, money's great and all, but that this emotion is what you you know what you feel. You you don't die with any of the money you have. You know you just you know you die with yourself and all the experiences right. that you had. So that that's what really gets me going for sure. Well, man. dude, the seeing, money seeing people just consistently crushing it. Dude, the money, the money, uh, just is a tool. It doesn't it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you you know like we're younger guys doing doing a lot better than. Most people our age financially, the money doesn't do shit if you're a bad person. The money doesn't do anything or mean anything if you're if you're just an asshole, you know. But on the other end of the spectrum, it really pisses me off <laughs> when people are just like, "Oh, like oh, you care about money." It's like, yeah, of course I care about money. You're so naive to think that money doesn't matter in this world. Right, hundred percent. Like, need money to like, you, you want to live a healthy lifestyle. You need money to eat right. food. You need money right. to go to the gym. You need money to do this. It's not about what the money is it's what the money does for me. Right. What can I do with that money? The more money I have, the more impact I have. Right. I had some guy that we went to school with, not going to say his name. Maybe he listens to the podcast, whatever. If you are, you know who you are. <laughs> he tried telling me that I sound like a slave owner because I was, you know, I post things about, you know, how to uh, 
you know, how to, you know, uh, put money into tax efficient vehicles, um, how to grow wealth mindset about wealth. I'm just like, what, what? are you talking about? And so then I, I got down to the nitty gritty and I'm like, oh, so like, what do you do for work? And he doesn't work. So I guess w- once he starts paying taxes, he'll understand, uh, right. you know, the what? importance of what, what, what we're at what? once mommy and daddy stop, uh, stop funding his lifestyle. I mean, like this is a touchy subject, but like, what the hell does he mean by a slave owner? Because of like, like how wealthy slave owners were or something like that. And what the I hell is that so, supposed man. to fucking mean? Yeah. Uh, like he was implying weird. that I'm a racist man who believes in slavery still. So that, it was, it was that, really I wild know. and very uh, like, very well, I, I hope you shocking enter- to dude, even well, see the text I hope, message. I hope you didn't entertain that. Like that's just an illogical no, person. No. That's just an illogical, like you can't even, there's no conversation to come from that. It's just that person's making a completely irrational, illogical statement that comes out of, that's has no, like it has, there's no correlation to you. Someone, being tax efficient and you know saving their money properly so they pay less in taxes like that doesn't have I, was, it. I was like dude like there, <laughs> what the there's fuck? a what no matter what the the political climate or whatever the tax climate anything i'm gonna figure out a way to navigate it and so i'm gonna you know share that information with other people that's it i want to be wealthy so that my family doesn't have to sit there and struggle for money and work for work a job and we can work on the things that actually matter right. i want to do i want to make impact i want to do pro uh, projects in other countries i want to you know speak on stage the travel costs money all that stuff i want to do these things i don't want to freaking sit here and work a job nine to five all day i, I don't want to do it sounds like and if you want to do it great but it's it's not for sounds me sounds like it sounds like that's what fires you up what you just said there oh yeah whatever you said before oh, yeah. whatever you said before you, you were talking a lot about other people and seeing them overcome shit but like i think that's what fires you up the most man is just like giving yourself that freedom yeah yeah, but at the same time, it's giving myself that freedom so that I can serve others. Yeah, fuck and yeah. I genuinely believe that in my heart. Once I once I really had my moment with God, I I started really believing that you know serving others is the is the way, being a servant leader, and that starts with being the best person you can become. So you have to become a little bit more selfish and aware about what you're doing for yourself, and in return, you're going to translate that to other people. I love and it. Highly recommend reading Matthew McConaughey's new book, Green Lights. Thank you for the suggestion, Landon. Green Lights, man. Fire, 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 fire. At the end of the day, no matter who we sleep next to, we're always falling asleep with ourselves, man. The only person we actually sleep with is ourselves. So understand that you are with yourself no matter what, all the time. So sometimes check out so that you can check back in. You know, put yourself in these situations to where you have to sit in silence and that silence eventually is going to give you thoughts and make you realize and make you really contemplate and ask yourself questions of who you want to be. And it's going to take time, but, and I'm still not even close to there yet, but I'm doing the work so that I can get there. The only thing we have in this life is the ability to advance and further the world, leave it a little bit better than when we came and hopefully leave a lineage of, you know, leave some other generations behind. So I'm going to do my best to do that. And that's with all the pillars of my life, you know, spiritually, financially, mentally, uh, business wise, all that stuff. Guys, we're, we're at the 30 minute mark here. If you guys enjoy us talking like this for 30 minutes, let us know if you think this is stupid and you, you want to just us to skip this stuff moving forward. Let us know. Um, we try to do one of these, just me and him talking, me and Tony talking for, you know, 30 minutes or so. We try to do one of those, you know, a couple times a year, three, four times a year, maybe once a quarter, so to speak. Um, but we're, we're excited to get some more guests out to you guys. We have a whole pipeline of, of really, really good interviews. Uh, we have at least 15 to 20 interviews already recorded, already edited, ready to go out. Um, expect, you know, two 
two episodes a month around there. Uh, once every other week, we're, we're kicking them out. So I know we have a really good guest next week coming out, or it'll be actually a week and a half from the time you guys hear this. Um, Tone, any, anything you want to add before we, we let them go? Not much, man. If you're, if you're hating on someone, start, uh, start really digging d- deep into yourself and start asking yourself some questions. Consistency wins, and I believe that, and I live that shit, and I know you live that shit. I'm just really excited to see the evolution of ourselves and for our community. We've we've been doing a good thing and just so blessed to have met the people that I met in my life just because I'm more open to connecting and wanting to bring value. And uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, a little emotional. No, it's good, man. If you guys see value in this and what we're doing, we appreciate you guys sharing. We appreciate all the phone calls we're getting and the emails and the texts. It's all been so helpful for us. It, it it gives us validation that we know what we're doing is helping people or you know valuable to some extent. I know the word value has been said a billion times in the last 30 minutes, but it really means the most value rises to the top. And if, if you find value in this at any point, please share us. Please share us around. That's the only feed to the listen to this podcast. It's like we're copying and pasting Andy, Andy Purcell is saying, but we feel as that's the best way to grow this thing organically. So please share with a friend. Um, this has been an awesome year. Uh, the, we hit the year mark at the end of February and I wouldn't want to change this thing. I'm happy where we're going and it's going to be another good, another good year to come. Boom. Book club, March 31st. Be there. Introduce yourself. If you'd like, you don't got to read the book. We just want to see you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.